Hello, welcome to Us War Gamer. I'm Rod Burgundy, and I'm joined today by Mr. Owen Jackson for the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. Hello, Owen. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, I think me talking to you on the internet is probably one of the things that I do most in life at the moment, and I enjoy it most. What is best oh. in life? Talking to Ron on the internet. Ron J. <laughs> um, Ronald, so, Ronald, yeah. J Ronald J. Ronald J. Trump. That's the one. Yeah. My favourite, my favourite. That's me. That's my parody account for anyone who isn't aware of my parody account. Who today tweeted? Uh, I think I'm starting a. There's a hate campaign starting towards me uh, from Ronald J. Trump. He tweeted today. Um, Everything I say is right if you don't agree with me. And I was like, Yeah, I agree with that sentence. It's not. You're not. You're not upsetting me. I am right. So fuck you. <laughs> like that's fine. <laughs> uh, but you're doing well. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I played quite a lot of Warhammer. I stayed up too late uh, a few times, but. Um... Can't complain, Rob. The, the whole of the UK is opening up today, so we can all go and stand and shiver in uh, beer gardens across the country uh, with our very empty wallets, because GW keep releasing loads and loads of stuff that we all want to buy, right? There's loads of things going on at the moment. Loads, loads and loads of stuff, loads to talk about. Um, but, I mean, as a vegetarian and also as someone who doesn't drink, I need to ask you this question. Like, uh, how do you know that someone has bought Curse City over the weekend? Uh, just go on to any... They'll fucking tell you. They'll fucking any. tell you. Yeah? They'll message you. They'll tweet you. They'll fucking ring you. They'll tell you they bought Curse City. That's... Been my... <laughs> yeah, you're oh. quite anti-Curse City here, aren't you, Rob? I'm, 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 I'm not... I'm not the, the models are cool. I just think... I think 125 quid for a board game is sweet. Is a lot. I think if you say to yourself... It's, I don't know, it feels like it's a lot. It's kind of where I'm at in my head at the moment. Uh, but anyway, that's I'm not anti it. I think, yeah, it's just, it sounds like a lot when people are like, 125, I'm like, woo. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you to, um, uh, in the chat, uh, where is it? I've just missed it. Uh, to Major Sockbert for donating £10 to the show. Gorgeous. And also Stu Redacted, thanks for resubscribing. But thanks very much to you, you gorgeous man, Majos. That's really lovely. No, I'm not anti it. You've bought it, right? Uh, that's, what, that's That was going to be my next question. You've bought uh, it. I, I've, Have I've you got the models it. and started building them? No, I haven't received it yet uh, from, uh, from, from Games Workshop. I bought it direct. Uh, so I have a key, which is supposedly something cool to have, but I don't have anything in my possession. And I've got enough stuff to be getting on with anyway. I need to build probably like my hobby focus needs to be building and painting all the more tech guard I've got. Um, so yeah, when it comes, I think I'll, I'll, I'll do something, but yeah, I kind of don't really need to play the game or look at the miniatures because if you just look at the internet over the weekend, you know, everything that you ever need to know about Curse City, right? Yeah, I, I already know. I already know it's great fun and I've seen every paint scheme available. It feels like I'm the last you're out on your own, Mark. Yeah, just... I'm the last punter of a really bow-legged whore, basically, and I don't want to be a part of that process. <laughs> that was descriptive. I'm proud of myself. Ron J. Burgundy, get on me about that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be talking about some events. Uh, there hasn't been many events over the weekend, but we're going to be talking about events that have done. Today we're going to be talking about that and events coming up and also events in general, because I kind of asked a big question yesterday um, talking about start times and we'll talk about a load of different stuff next week we're going to deep dive some stats uh, big shout out to the stats uh, input team who've been putting loads of stuff in and then we're going to be looking at some deep dive stats next week which will be really cool as more and more events uh, happen up uh, yeah let us know in the chat whether you're a 9am or 10am squad 
Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, Owen, um, events at the weekend, is that where we're starting, I think? Yeah, I mean, there is one in the chat which we haven't got the information on, but I think we should shout him out. This is uh, this is Major Sockbert, who just gave us our lovely uh, £10 um, donation. Oh, he won gorgeous. his first ever event at the weekend with OBR and no catapults. Really? Uh, he's obviously a fine gentleman. Where, um, did it, where was yeah, this? Uh, I'm not sure. I would say from his name, it sounds Scandinavian. But yeah, if Major Sockbook can send us the information on that, I'd love to see uh, those Bone Reapers doing well because uh, they're a fun and fair army, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. They're good. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well done. Well done to him. But yeah, uh, we had some bits and bobs going on over the weekend. Uh, we had a couple of tournaments. There were some tournaments in Australia that I looked up. Um, I think Pat Carter took out a tournament with, uh, with the Fire Slayers, but... I think our main focus is going to be on on some of the TTS stuff that was going down, isn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in Canberra, Majors, please do send us the uh, the info. That would be super sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a load of TTS stuff that happened at the weekend. Where did Pat win? Was that down? That wasn't in Canberra, was it? Would that that have been down with the Bendigo boys, right? Yeah, I think so. It was. I think it was a measured gaming event. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw Gemma came in the top five again. Um, yeah, there is some stuff on Twitter if people want to dig I into missed that. It. List. I missed the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it was on down under pairings, but a lot of the, the lists, all the top five lists were hidden, so there wasn't really much to talk about there. So oh, I figured... well, then we're not going to fucking read them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Toowoomba. Oh, lovely. Fucking hope there's not another fucking rainstorm in Toowoomba. Amazing. Toowoomba's great. Um, and that's where Gemma and them lot live. So that's where Gemma and Mick ah. and the lads live. Uh, so all the failed charge guys live around there. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, the TTS event that we covered, first one, Grand Hammer Finals, that we covered on Saturday, right, Owen? Yes. Yeah, that's right. So I um, did my customary get knocked out in the first round so I could come and do some coverage with you. Um, and we had, we, had a, we had a great day, didn't we? There was so much to talk about. Um, there was some... You know, obviously the, the you know the, the the hero of the ogre community, um, you know, getting loads uh, in Stuart, getting loads out of that winter bite list. We had Alex Tub, uh, the headline: Alex Tub won Tub ninety three. Um, uh, very sort of played a lot of games on TTS, so obviously all that all that practice paid off. Um, yeah, so we had a very razor sharp top tier kind of current list taking it out, and then you had Stuart uh, with with you know a list that stole everyone's hearts, and you know he put together some excellent plays the weekend and then um in third place was uh was Stephen follows always does well um but i think that's one of his first podiums in a while with the with the zinch archaeon uh, host arcanum build um so yeah that's who i got knocked out by in the quarters so um yeah uh it was a fun day though right we saw lots of good play and lots of interesting combos and stuff and it was just really good to see um uh, a good book in the Ogre Moor tribes. I think it's, I think it is a good book, uh, but but somebody getting a load out of a, a rather underused sub faction. Although saying that, I remember Dungas Rob wasn't Nikos. Is Nikos going to take Nikos. credit here for being the the Warhammer sort of um, Edge Lord specter. hipster that he is? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. yeah, first ager. Yeah, he. I think he was running Dungas all the way back at Sheffield Slaughter, um, uh, but he was going more Mournfang heavy and not making. Not making much. He did have some ice fall yetis. Really, the if we talk about uh, Stuart's list for a moment, it's the co it's the combination of the command ability that you really get. Winterbite, the kind of like battle trait where it's minus one to hit in your territory is obviously good from shooting. From shooting is really good, and then being able to double that up uh, with the minus one to hit naturally 
for Yetis in close combat and then double that up with Billowing Ash coming off of the Fire Belly so it's another minus one to hit Aura so you could have the Yetis be minus two to hit which is really neat because they don't have an armor save they've got six of armor save but it's the command ability that they've got that's really key wholly within 18 inches of a hero and they can strike first and it's in either combat phase so it's really good as a defensive unit so like they charge you you're like cool I'm going to activate with all of these Yetis first and it's every Yeti unit wholly within 18 and then they can pile in and attack six inches so you can start within that 18 but then you can really get quite aggressively into your opponent. And I guess it's basically a, an always strikes first as long as you've got a CP. And that we know how strong that is, right? You can't charge the Ghoul King on Terror Guys. You can't charge the Keeper of Secrets. We've had example. You can't charge the Fire Slayer block. We have examples of that time and time again where the ability for you to just not be able to charge your opponent is significant. Unless you just sling a mental Archeon buff to high heaven right in their face. That, that normally changes things. Uh, but yeah, that, that was I would say that's the key element of how it worked, right? Yeah, and it's it's a funny one as well. Um, I watched back the coverage from the first game, obviously, because I was playing at the time, and that was a really interesting game between the, the big war army of Wurzel versus... Um, Versus that uh, the gutsman's winter bite, and it, it, it's not always strike first, but like as a, as you made reference to, as a prelude to the Huracan Lumineth Realm Lords, it's like always tag first, always yeah. annoy first. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's not using that six inch pile because you're not going to smash stuff with MSU units of Yetis. You're going to block lanes. You're going to tag things. Um, which yeah, was actually how the first game went down. If you go back and watch, actually, the big war with the big bricks of 30 Uruk boys were, uh, not hard boys, uh, the Savage Uruk boys, they were they were so, so, like, it was so key in just taking a unit of three and just pin blocking them in so that in their next movement phase, they weren't really going anywhere. And like you said, the, you know, in the pile-in activation wars that we're about to enter uh, with the Lumineth Realm Lords, I think that that's a, that's a great series of games to go back and watch. Because you can be like, okay, I really understand what I might see if I do come up against things like wind charges. But you can do the same thing with wind charges. You could do them also with a hurricane mage. You could also do it with Severith. Uh, yeah, you can do it with Severith because he's hurricane. So there's going to be there's going to be stuff in there, I think. Um, uh, but yeah, on, on that note, Rob, I just need to make reference to uh, to Vince last week. I don't know if many of the viewers have watched Warhammer Weekly from last week, but he came up with. I mean, I've watched. Yeah, I'm sure you've watched a lot of uh, Vince, but he came up with. Possibly the most perfect thing he's ever said, because he said that the new wind charges, we should call them wind charges, um, because they give the D to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. That's good. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. But yeah, that, that taggy, <laughs> retreaty, um, and you get it with Sisters of Slaughter as well, obviously, in Daughters of Cain and things like that. That, that six-inch pile-in, taggy, skirmishy, annoying, whilst you're then, they, they can, you know, uh, sit you can have your other stuff sat behind or you can just keep your opponent annoyed. Like obviously the turn roll uh, did benefit Stuart in that in round one on Saturday. Um, but the way that when you look at that as an outsider, you've got these two huge bricks of like orcs with a big rock monster and loads of other things. And then you've just got these little units of, and you just look to yourself like, how can that ogre player win? And, and as an example of using uh, the, your, your small amount of assets really well, um, I think it's a pretty much a masterclass that game one um, from from Stuart. Um, so yeah, I would implore all viewers to to go away and watch those games. Um, There's some really good Warhammer played on Saturday, and really really enjoyed watching that. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really good. But the win, and Tubbs is in the chat now, excellent play by Tubbs, uh, who said he's not going to play this anymore because it's too strong, uh, his exact word. So he's in the chat. Uh, they're all on YouTube, Hexneck, if you want to go watch them, or you can watch them back on Twitch as a VOD. Either of those two are available. Let's talk about what was in the Daughters of Cain list. And Owen was talking, me and Owen talking about this after, before the show. This is going to be a Daughters of Cain list. All elements like this Daughters of Cain list are something you're going to see time and time and time again as we go back to real life tournaments as you look at tts events it's going to happen all of the time um so this is uh calibron daughters of cain so this is bloodrack shrine um hag queen marathi kane now we'll talk about everything else in a minute but really the key element here marathi kane and 15 bloodstalkers that's the kind of like big takeaway and you might not always see it in calibron probably will see it oftentimes in calibron but this is the combo and maybe you won't see 15 bloodstalkers maybe you see 10 maybe you see 20 but you're definitely going to see some and this is the combo it's shoot the command ability from marathi is a unit wholly within 24 inches can fight in the hero phase or shoot in the hero phase and that becomes phenomenal now it's a thousand point combination owen you know marathi and that marathi's not only doing that she's also casting she's also casting spells she's also an incredible unit in close combat unless she's like minus two to hit then she can't even do a yeti's worth of damage um like she can barely but it's that commandability right wholly within 24 inches shoot again so that 15 blood stalkers they shoot 30 shots threes threes rend one damage one any sixes to hit cause a mortal wound so basically when you're using that cp to shoot in the hero phase and then shoot in the uh, the shooting phase you're generating 60 shots a turn it's insane right yeah, and I, I wanted to just check it. We'll do it live. I just wanted to check it. That I have seen quite a few lists, and I've played against lists which go for two times ten. If I'm not mistaken, you can sh with the with the right amount of CP, you can shoot those both units in the hero phase. Um, it's probably got the usual restriction of not being able to double tap one singular unit. If this model is on the battlefield, you can use this command ability in your hero phase. If you do so, pick one friendly unit, shoot or fight. You cannot use this command ability more than once in the same phase. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that they put that in there. So you can't double tap two units, for example. But even so, yeah, thanks, Tubbs. I just noticed that in the chat. Even so, you're right. I mean, it's effectively much like there was quite a few conversations around that over the weekend. You know, Archeon going twice is effectively 1,600 points. So um, if you think about it, if you're shooting uh, twice with that unit, then you're getting 840 points worth of output for 470 because it's 420 to the 15 stalkers and then 50 50 points for the cp um and the fact it's the range as well i mean 20 there's no most uh the maximum deployment distance that we're apart from each other are 24 so if somebody deploys on the line and then the stalkers go down on the line you could you could pick something off in the hero phase and then bend 32 inches because they've got an eight inch move it's pretty People talked about kernoffs and like these new ballistas and anything that can shoot 30 inches um, is pretty powerful. Um, but yeah, it's and it's it, it's a high quality attack as well, right? Threes, threes, and it's, and it's not once per battle, right? It's it's oh. sixty it's sixty shots uh, over the court, like threes, threes, rend one, damage one, like it's significant uh, and something that everyone needs to be conscious of. Like we talk about kind of things like uh, Reign of Stars uh, coming out of Star Drake or Comets Call um uh coming out from uh croak um or like any of the slans really or those global aoe damage 
and the ability to snipe out characters. Or, you know, another good example, obviously, would be LRL in the Sentinels. However, these 60 shots. These can be like, I'm 100% loading this into your, your character, and probably your character's going down your little five-point hero. Or, this is 60 shots, which is going to do very, very well into um, any of your other units. He, like, and also, there's mortal wounds on top. Like, it's a good weight of dice, is the point. Yeah, like, it's a lot of shots. So, with things like the Sentinels, it's more elite... Uh, with things like Comets Call, it's more elite. So, you know, yeah, you're definitely doing mortal wounds and you're definitely doing them, like, at quite a range. But this is, like, this is also a lot of shots. And it's also, like, it's it's a thousand points for it, but you are also getting Marathi as the combat monster as part of that piece, which is pretty significant as well. Um, so, yeah, really strong. And then when you double on, let's talk about some of the other elements of the list uh, that Tubbs put together to take out the tournament. It's in Calibron. So you get a command ability that gives you a free uh, teleport, right? really really good yeah that's amazing so he's got the ability to teleport that unit if he wants to or teleport uh, marathi back in range of that holy within 24 inches uh so it's it's really good and thanks tubbs has done the maths they said uh, 60 shots is 28 wounds versus a four up save uh which is pretty significant like it, <laughs> i mean it really is your mortec guard with that four up save owen um, if they're in Petrofex, they're rerolling one, so that makes changes the math uh, a little bit. No, only in the melee, only in the combat phase, mate. We don't get wow. So you're going to lose. Phase. So you're going to lose twenty eight more tech unless they're near a hero, right? Well, I mean, I played in a little tournament on the Saturday night for some reason. I, Saturday day through night was quite, and I faced uh, a, a chap who um, uh, I thought it was going to be a fun event, but anyway, I faced uh, twenty stalkers, and it's literally just point i mean i don't it's point and click it's like i want that to die that's dead next turn i want that to die that's dead do you know what i mean it's like there's there's a level of um efficiency to it that you can guarantee not guarantee but you can like much like tubbs has done he's done the maths and he can go okay that's the prevalent threat i'll just pick that off that's the prevalent threat i'll pick that off um also what you can't underestimate is the fact that the other two elements of range damage that you get by taking that combo which is marathi kane's war scroll spell so black power of ulgu or something i believe it's called 36 inch range rob with the potential for d6 mortal wounds on a four up mm. and then marathi's uh, uh the shadow queen's own shooting attack which is 18 inch range again i believe it's rend three d6 damage twos and twos and with a 14-inch move, that's got a 32-inch threat range. So he's got 32, 36, 24, and 32 again. Um, and then um, there's all of the other little elements. So you've got, you can pick up support heroes, but also you can punk like a like a, a hammer unit with with that. Like you like you described, my Mortec Guard. You know, you just rain down shots on them, um, 60 shots on them, plus the mortals. And then you've got your combat beast to to go in and clear up shop. Um, the, the thing in the Shadow Queen, the thing I like about the list is the is the the MSU elements outside of that one big combo. Well, um, so that's interesting, right? That that combination is a thousand points. Yeah, it's four twenty. Well, it's more than a thousand points. It's four twenty for the Bloodstalkers, and then Marathi Kane is six hundred. So it's it's one thousand twenty points. And you think, cool? I still need my battle line. Uh, that's going to be something. Although Bloodstalkers are battle line. Um, if you've got a Bloodrack Shrine as a as a as a general, um, so you know, still need my battle line, but I've got a thousand points for battle line and for punchy units to put in my list. Like that, that, that combo we talked about works done. It's part of the game. It's part of that thousand, uh, 2000 points. What do you want to add? And in this version, cause I think we're going to see that 
like plug and play option like plugged into a various uh but tubbs has done something quite interesting instead of going for like a block of 30 witch elves for another kind of punchy unit yeah or whatever he's gone for a bunch of utility pieces to make sure he can control the board and also so that he can engage in uh, uh units on he can engage uh, on objectives um and also just kind of threaten his opponent and i think that's what's really interesting so he's got a blood rack shrine in there we're going to come back to that little pin um, he's got a Hag Queen, uh, so he's got an Artifact Whisper of Death, which is just sixes to hit, going to cause a mortal wound. But then he's got Catechism of Murder, so that's exploding sixes to hit, uh, which is really point. That doesn't work on shooting, that only works on combat. Works really nicely on the Blood Rack Shrine, or of course Marathi, yeah, or the Witch Elves. Marathi herself has got Mind Rays of the spell, cast on the eight, that's... that's uh, really good obviously that's going to add some amazing damage uh, and we'll talk about uh, where you can stack both of those two buffs so on the charge you're going to have plus one rend and plus one damage and that's going to work super well there's two units of witch elves which i don't think really need to talk much about he's decided not to turn them into 30s instead they're two tens of screening units they're they're fine you know they're pretty good for 100 points you're not going to argue with those but He's got two units of Shadow Stalkers and also two units of Life Stakers. And the two units of Life Takers are incredible. They can start off the board, so you've got that. I'll keep you honest, I've got some Deep Strikers. The Shadow Stalkers can obviously teleport as well. There's also Mirror Pool, and there's also uh, the Calibron teleport ability. So there's loads of that. But if we kind of cycle back a little bit, it, the Life Takers, when they charge, they get plus one rend and they get plus one damage. So if you stick Catechism and Murder on them, and you stick Mind Razor on them, you've got an 80-point unit that can go through a lot of stuff like their damage three ren two on the charge with exploding sixes to hit they are so good and it, what i really like about that is he and if you watch tubs playing that last game he kind of played as a castle and he's like right five birds buff them up off i go yeah mm -hmm. that's what i'm gonna do and that an 80 point unit i think you said on on the game on the last game it was like he can just use these and throw them away and maybe sometimes could be a bit cavalier with just throwing him away. Because he it's 80 points. He hasn't lost a lot of opportunity in those 80 points, right? It's so good. And then he obviously can also do that catechism um, and also mind raiser and stick that onto the shadow stalkers as well. So he's got these little units that he can buff to high heaven and then just send them off. But they are also integral to how the rest of the army works, right? Like, I, what do you think about those? Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to the overall point about the book. Um, uh, Smorgan in the chat saying DOK is such a great book, an absolute stack of Bible builds that don't have either of these units. And he's right. Um, I think uh, there's there's so much in the book that, that that is fantastic for list writers because, OK, we've talked about how good that Marathi Kane command ability is. So what you need to, to use command abilities, you need CP. So there's a number of really viable um, battalions which wrap up the sorts of units you want to take. Um, and then give you the CP that's going to, you know, fuel that engine. So, for example, um, you do see the Viperic Guard, you know, so less screens and all snakes. Um, that's viable. You see, you know, Cauldron Guard, um, you know, he's obviously gone MSU to, to fill out that Cauldron Guard battalion. Because if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's the two units of Witch Elves, the two units of Life Takers and, uh, and the Hag Queen there. Um, so they've got the kind of complete package. They've got ways of, you know, they've got good battalions that allow them to, to feed the shooting fighting engine with the kind of units that you want to take. Um, and yeah, there's lots of moving parts. Um, you can't underestimate the fact that the nine, the two units of nine shadow stalkers constantly, you know, if they're tagged, just pick them up and use them as a screen elsewhere or throw them across the board. You know, he's got two off the boards. He's got 
two innate teleports from their war scroll. He's got a teleport from the CP. He's got mirror dance to teleport two heroes. Um, and then effectively the Shadow Queen doesn't teleport per se, but she moves 14 inches and is a beast. And it doesn't matter if you put her out there and dangle her out there and she fails to charge because she can only take three wounds. So, yeah, it's got ladies. She's the, she's, she's, the daughter, she's the daughter of Cain equivalent of a dick pic in a DM. You just throw it out there and you're like, there's probably almost no consequence for this. Like, again, obviously never advocating for that. It's a, a light-hearted joke. Same, yeah, it was a light-hearted joke. Uh, obviously, that's a terrible thing to do, but it's it's referential to things that we all find funny. Um, and if you're offended, I like, obviously, jump into the sea. Um, but, and swim to safety, uh, to somewhere else that I don't like. Uh, but git picks are super fine. But yeah, you can just stick her in the middle and just be like, what the hell's going on? Like, like I will hit, like you can say to your opponent, hit me with everything your entire army has. And it lives. I think that's probably more of an issue because I think, um, <laughs> thanks t Cash, uh, I think one of the things that was being said earlier, I don't know if it was by Semp the Great or someone in the chat earlier, so big shout out to you, said, you can't even delete the synergy. Mm. If I can't get to the snakes and they've got a 24-inch shooting attack but then an 8-inch move, so 36-inch threat range, so probably I can't get to them anyway unless I fucking throw a smash bat at them. That'll get them. Um, uh, yeah, that'll get him. I mean, you fucking know. Yeah, always, always smash bat. You can't get them, but you also can't reduce the synergy. You can't take it out. You can't stop the command ability existing for at least two turns, which is like, you just can't turn it off. Now, I saw someone in the chat say also that the only reason I take um, uh, the Luminous spell that doubles your CP usage, the only reason I take that um, is because... they're a horrible person? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, whoever that was, I don't mean that. <laughs> but it's because they were what as a as a direct counter to. Um... Oh no, I've lost Owen and maybe the whole chat. Oh no, internet, internetexplorer.com We're back, Owen. Internet died. I think my. I think my died. internet. I think my internet has died. Oh no, wait, maybe we're still here. We're good. We're good. Hopefully, it didn't. It I'm didn't, here. It... I'm good. I'm good. All right, let's go. Um, what were you saying? Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I made a, a silly joke based on wordplay. Probably that was that was Damn. probably it. Damn um... it! We missed an Owen, <laughs> an Owen, an Owen Byrne. Damn it! <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, um, this book works super well. Owen, you were talking about this on, on Saturday uh, when we were doing the coverage. The Blood Rack Shrine, right? 160 points. Tell me about what it does, because or tell me what it doesn't do. That's the real question. Yeah, I mean, um, it was funny, actually. Again, Smorgan in the chat, I managed to catch up with one of his uh, shows where he does a direct comparison between and in a very elegant way between the Shard Speaker and the Bloodrack Shrine. I, I made reference to the Lord of Pain, but um, yeah, the Shard Speaker is probably a better direct comparison. But yeah, 12 wounds, 5 up saves, does... We're back going. Sorry. Start again. The Bloodrack Shrine. Please tell me about it. Yes. Well, I mean, what doesn't it have? We can probably start there, to be honest with you. Um, it's It's got a nice fast move. It's got 12 wounds on a 5-up save. Uh, it has four attack profiles. It does D3 mortal wounds on the charge. It's got um, an excellent spell. Um, I think the, the Withering spell is... Um, yeah, it's cast on a five, minus one to wound until your next uh, hero phase. It's been so good for so long, right? I was thinking that. I remember when it used to be a major issue. 
Um, and it's yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, I think it, we're back. We're back. We are we're back. back. Okay, podcast bros, don't worry. Uh, we got this. We got this. One more time. Owen, what doesn't the Blood Rack Shrine have? <laughs> <laughs> the way that this war scroll is so busted for its points that it's breaking the internet out <laughs> just doesn't just doesn't want to seem to deal with it uh yeah no. um okay we're back thanks everyone uh for uh hanging out with us and if you are listening to this back as a podcast and also on youtube this is going to be a clusterfuck of a of a of a segue so uh, apologies a load uh thanks owen thank you for your patience uh we were talking about the blood rack shrine the final for the final time the blood rack shrine what doesn't it do <laughs> um i think because gw are effectively looking to like compromise the show and like you know sort of sending some like rats into the into the wiring the blood rack shine is fine it's a perfectly pointed and balanced <laughs> skull that is totally uh in line with all other heroes of a similar points value um, and should not in any way be the focus of any player's uh, ire or resentment uh, in the Warhammer community. Oh, and blink, blink if Games Workshop could see you. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. it's great. If you want to go and check out the War, War Scroll, it's wonderful. Uh, outside, even outside of all the other things it gets from 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 the book in general, it's it's a wonderful War Scroll for 160 points. Impact hits, good spell, four melee profiles, does mortal wounds in the shooting phase. I believe it does mortal wounds in the hero phase. Makes snakes battle line, uh, can take an excellent spell. Um, you know, just uh, generally a wonderful piece. And um, seeing popping up everywhere. Uh, that, that 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 Medusa is um, yeah it is loads yeah. and loads like so so effective uh, also take the command trait so it's minus one to hit thanks to Gordon Cabbage for donating six pounds to the show that's lovely of you massive appreciation there yeah also um, shooting attack mortal wounds loads 160 points like 11 wounds is it 11 wounds like it's cr- it might be 12 wounds 11 or 12 wounds it's crazy for 160 points the amount of value that you get two unbinds for 160 points must empower a bit a bit into that so yeah like i gotta really give uh, alex this is the list we're talking about his props because i think what he did was is he took it would be very easy to see that that combination of the of the stalkers and marathi pile them together and think Do you know what i want more juice yeah, he's like, I've turned it up to 11, let's turn it up to 15, you know, and give himself like another hammer unit that he could spend a CP on or another, like, do you know what I mean? Loads of different options. But instead he's gone, no, I want to control the board space. I want to create these little mobile missiles. I want board control. I want these like more delicate units because, yeah, it's 160 points for two units of the Harpies, but then it's another 200 points for the Shadow Stonkers. So like he's now pushing into like a quarter of his army is just really utility inside of a, of a battalion. So you know, it, there, there really is only two major threats and then utility in the army. I think it's fascinating. Great list. And I think you're going to see loads of those sorts of combos in the future. Right, Owen? Yeah. One last thing I'd like to just put a pin in as well, uh, just in yeah. terms of, you know, it's very hard. You, you made reference to the fact that it's very hard to stop that hero phase activation for the stalkers. Similarly, I mean, all death armies are, are looking a bit grumpily because they've effectively got a six up death save, but it's not incumbent on having any heroes in range. So just even just that little thing like that, you know, you, you, you smash out some good six ups and you, you save your key little hero or whatever. And I just think the fact that it doesn't need to be near a hero. I, I know that that's 
always been the way. And we haven't even talked about the blood rights table, uh, Rob. So, you know, that, that, that way of, you know, as the game can, goes on and on and on and on and on, then uh, those units become better and better because they're re-rolling their ones to charge, to hit, to wound. Um, yeah, great. It's a great book. And, and Alex has, 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 has gleaned an excellent list from here. And I really like the way that he's not lent into having too many like big hammers. I really do like to see the, 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 those little, little units bouncing around, screening off and protecting his stalkers, much like we saw in that final game. Right, Rob, that was a he, he played it perfectly, I think, um, utilizing all of his assets. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I think I, th- I think he played a great game, and obviously, like beat a whole bunch of players, um, uh, like to get there. So, congratulations to Alex on that. Uh, I think he should be super chuffed, uh, and I think yeah, uh, for all of us, like we should be, we should be uh, scared of that DOK play and those different lists as time goes on. Um, so that was everything from the Grand Hammer Finals this weekend. Uh, then uh, after that, for some reason, I mean, there was more Warhammer, right? Yeah, there was some um, PASC put on a cheeky little uh, event that started at midnight in UK time. Um, so there was a sort of a brave band. Of, I think there's about a dozen of us that played. Um, I have to admit, I didn't make my way all the way through the tournament because, uh, yeah, it was a long old day. And I took Sylvaneth, so it was obviously just, you know, a path to pure disappointment and salt. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the thing. I took a unit of 30 tree rads, Rob. It was cool. They did nothing. Um, yeah, 420. That was my 420-point unit that did nothing. Um, anyway, but no, it's a fun little event. Um, we played Total Commitment, Forcing the Hand, and Focal Points. Um, and uh, our man Ridge from Season of War, um, he's put down the Skaven and the Seraphon, and he's picked up a, a proper arm. Well, no, Skaven's a great army. He's put down the Seraphon, and he's picked up a, a proper army, so he's playing Big War. And uh, he was the only player to go three and zero with uh, with a nice big wild list. So um, yeah, props props to Ridge playing yeah. a, a destruction army. Um, yeah, so uh, we can have a little cheeky look at that list if you like. I mean, sure. it's not. Uh, he hasn't gone. Is, is it Iron Fist or Ard Fist that we see a lot of? I think it's the Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah. So this is an Ard Fist list. Um, so he's got a Mega Boss on More Crusher. Metal Ripper's Claw and Brutish Cunning. So he's got the, and he's a Weirden. So he's got the three Rend. He's got the um, Spell Ignore. And also, I believe Brutish Cunning allows him to use Mighty Destroyers for free, perhaps. Um, and then he's got a Weird Knob Shaman with the Teleport spell. Two War Chanters, Get and Beat, Fix and Beat. So you've got a Heal and a 3d6 Charge. Two War Docs with uh, Breath of Morka, Morka and Cunning Beast Spirits. And then 30 Savage Oryx with Stickers. Two tens of Ard Boys, a five of Ard Boys, um, Ard Fist, Palisade, and a CP. Um, Ooh, cheeky Palisade, nice. Yeah, probably just uh, you know looking after those little uh, those little heroes at the back of the board, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, really nice. But yeah, solid list. Twenty five Ard Boys, thirty Savage Oryx, uh, you know, heroes, and then a, a Mega Boss or more Crusher was the big bully. Yeah, great, I think great, I think I think it's so nice having that linchpin thirty savage oryx because they're never doing the output as we saw at the weekend. Uh, but the, so the R boys are going to do the heavy lifting, as you said, along with the mega boss, um, and then uh, the the savage oryx are just there. But it's a lot of just there. It's like pink horrors, just there. But it's a lot of it's a lot of just there, right? <laughs> so yeah, great list. Okay, really like that. That's cool. Um, so that was Ridge. Uh, also, congratulations to Ridge. Uh, then we've still got an ongoing tournament, unfortunately. Shut up, Rob. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been saying that you need to play more Warhammer, Robs. This is a good good opportunity to play some some Slanesh. Um, so yes, uh, this is the honest wargamer, honest ass kicking into show co-host Throwdown Showdown. I'm going to start calling it Honest Ass Kicking Tournament from now on, Rob. Is that mm-hmm. okay with you? That's fine. Um, That's fine. So uh, we've got yeah. some updates because since last week we've had some games, right? We have had some games. So this is uh, Colonel Cabbage and Pete are the TOs. We are playing the Relocation Orb. Um, yeah, so just to catch people up um, on the, the showdown, uh, effectively, um, James, you know, using the best god, uh, he he ran out with his Bloodthirsters, uh, Baleful Lord's Bloodthirsters, into Nikos's uh, Nurgle and got a win for my team. Oh, mm-hmm. our team, because that's great. Uh, Bud, with uh, with that Ogre's list, with all the Thunder Tusks, uh, he beat down Stormcast. Which and I feel Darren... like, like I get that he beat him, but Dan also wanted all of his liberators to die. So it was more of a he threw them into the mix of a situation. Like he was like, I murder all of my story. Like was gleefully laughing as his liberators were dying. So, yeah. but we'll hear from Dan later about that. Um, uh, and Semp the Great says, are you streaming the games? And it's like, well, we could do, but I don't think you'd learn anything about Warhammer from watching the games. Nothing. <laughs> you'd mainly just... hear people trying to solve tech issues is what you would mainly hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, you and I, we have to get our game done, don't we? Otherwise, we're going to have our balls cut off by Cabbage, which yeah. sounds, you know, times, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got me and Owen. I've got my Sinesh, uh versus Owen's Beasts of Chaos. Uh, so that game is happening today at some point. Um, so we'll let you know how that goes. Um, we're both thrilled to be playing Relocation Orb with two armies we hate. Can't wait. It's going to be an adventure. Um, uh, upcoming events, though. This is where it gets really exciting. Uh, this weekend, two-day coverage of Hammer Time 8 TTS event. Uh, there are 102 players signed up so far. Uh, which looks very, very exciting. Um, so our first 100-person event for TTS, Owen? Uh, first, like, 100-person sort of two-dayer. They've got 100 people for these sort of long, uh, long-form long team tournaments. But as a singles event, I don't think there's been 100, 100 players yet. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the pack's out. Um, I am conscious that we often talk about these tournaments and stuff, and I, I did want to give players the opportunity if they wanted to play in some tts tournaments or just wanted to play some tts games um i'm just going to put a link in the chat and we're also going to put this in the show notes um if i can get it all to work so yeah i'm going to put in uh the oh come on sorry rob this is great telly isn't it it's okay okay that won't work for some reason uh the yeah there we go so there's Hammer Time, AOS Coach, and the Butcher's Buffet uh, Discord channels there. Those links will work. Um, so if people do want to join join any of those and play some TTS, that's that's the, the, the best places to play it on the internet. And, um, yeah, so Hammer Time this weekend. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big one, right, Rob? We're, um, we've got five rounds. So um, we're playing Star Strike, Scorched Earth, Battle for the Pass, Shifting Objectives, and Total Conquest. Um, those are the missions, um, and yeah, missions. you and a and a and a bevy of of commentators will be um, will be covering, right? Yeah, covering the event this weekend. Uh, Going to be very exciting. Looking forward to that. Uh, I hope it's as exciting as this weekend. This weekend was such a laugh. We had a great time. Really great matches. So hoping to see more of that. Um, a new Lumineth allowed yet? Is that a thing? No, um, I'm saying you don't get to 
lists are in on Wednesday night. Um, and uh, if we, unless we get an FAQ today, then um, we won't be people won't be able to play the new Broken Realms, Techless War Scrolls, and Lumineth. I'm afraid just because there's there's some big FAQ stuff, especially on the Lumineth side, right? Mm. It's almost like that's exactly the correct decision. And even though you don't have to build and paint your models, we should always wait till all FAQs are done before you play with the army. Correct, Owen. I'm in a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. That's fun. So um, looking forward to that. And I think that's we also that's don't the... have to look. We don't. We don't. We don't have to watch a load of players figuring out what the hell these kangaroo riders are doing in front of them, like ooh, like flicking them the V's and winning the game. Um, it's like yeah, <laughs> we're going to see some proper combat. Things are going to kill things. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it should be fun. Um, and again, it's an opportunity for people to meet other people around the world, play Warhammer. Uh, we get to learn. You know, we can see what the uh, the top the top armies and the top lists are. Um, and it, it almost feels like we're getting towards a swan song here for uh, for AOS two, Rob, doesn't it? Because we're well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of we we skipped over the news. We'll talk about it more in the future. But uh, Broken Run Bellacor on pre order this weekend. You're not missing like like they're not they're like we're hitting that July deadline by hook or by crook. Yeah, so I don't imagine it'll be more than another four weeks until we get the Kragnos, uh, and then it'll be the oh by the way we might be doing a new edition. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you like cottoned on. Um, so I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, so it kind of feels like the swan song uh, of the, the edition, but it's kind of an exciting swan song instead of it just kind of being like the same old, same old. You know, there's nice new additions. Eidneth, obviously, a huge tick up. Daughters of Cain, huge tick up. Uh, Nurgle, uh, they've got some play now. Wonder if we'll see some Nurgle lists this weekend. I'll be very excited to see some Sloppity Bar Piper play um, music and in the game. So, yeah, I, I still like there's a lot more. Uh, right now, we're in an exciting stage of list writing and putting lists out there into the world. Um, so I'd be excited to see how, what, what, like what uh, armies we pick up. We've gone through kind of. We don't generally. We're not seeing a load of like Knights of the Empty Throne, Playtex Warband lists anymore. I mean, we might see a couple, but we're not seeing as many. I think we've done as many um, uh, Archeons in uh, Zinch as we possibly could ever see. Uh, so I think that there's a there's a lot of list writing and a lot of like cool armies out there that could still make it onto the tabletop. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what people come up for with lists. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, Malky's saying is new Lo new Nurgle isn't legal for the weekend. Oh, that's not no, legal. It's... No. Oh yeah. But only oh, no only only without the only with the FAQ. If we get the FAQ, then then they can. But I actually do think that Nurgle has been in a pretty good spot for a while. I'm not even just Blight King's fan. So people who were saying. Oh, I can finally get my Nurgle back out again. Like I know some some players who've been getting really good four and one results with all sorts of Nurgle lists, like Munificent Wanderers. Um, that sub allegiance ability in combination with Sloppity and Spoil Pox Scrivener is going to be horrible to play. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be rough. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I, that's my point. I don't think. Nurgle was in a, a terrible place um, be, even before. Um, it just wasn't an obvious... Because they got banned from the fat middle, if you remember, Rob. Nurgle they do. did. They do. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they've been doing really well, generally, competitively. Looking forward to looking at the stats for them next week. Uh, okay, so uh, that's Hammer Time. You can still sign up. There's still some places available if you guys want to sign up uh, and get part of this uh, huge fun event over the weekend. Uh, then there's another Butcher's event 
coming up. Yeah, man. Pask is just smashing these out. Um, he's gone for the butcher's charcuterie this weekend or the uh, the smorgasbord, the, the mixed platter, the plowman's. Um, so I think that this is I think that there's uh, there's still some development of the pack. But um, this is a six week singles event. Um, so what we have is six games over six weeks. So I, I think probably Pask has thought that the last tribe event ran for too long, perhaps. So he's shortened down the format. Um, and it's an interesting one, Rob. No, uh, i got to send you the pack. But yeah, there's no more than three of the same non-battle line war scroll in total across all three armies. So you write three lists, Rob. Um, and then they have to be within the same book, but then there isn't uh, uh, there isn't allowed to be any duplications and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting pack. And if you did want to um, did you want to jump on board with that, then um, there's going to be uh, yeah the, the links that I put in the chat earlier will 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 allow you to get into that butcher's Discord and, and get a bit more information. But yeah, it's a it's a sideboard style event with multiple lists all coming from the same book, and then you choose which list to play each round. Um, so it sounds interesting, right? He's always trying to do something different. So, so good on him. Um, yeah, yeah no, so uh, that's agreed. Up. Agreed. Uh, I mean, it uh, was it going starts, to touch. Starts in about a month. Yeah, I was going to touch onto a kind of a, a, a grander conversation about like events as a kind of wholesale, uh, but I'm not 100 percent certain we've got time now. So maybe we'll just put a pin in it for next time. Um, I guess like the the thing I was talking about uh, quickly, I'll ask you, Owen, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. starts at your uh, uh, an event for yourself in real life, in real life. How are you feeling? It, does it depend how close it is to your house? Probably, yes. There is, <laughs> there's be yeah. um, I think I can see as a, as, a, as, as, a, as a balanced individual, I try to be balanced. I can see the arguments on both sides, Rob, because people say. I did see an argument on Twitter last night, which kind of struck a chord with me for the 9 a.m. crew. Uh, I haven't given you an answer yet, have I, Rob? So I'm going to hold back on that. Uh, But yeah, the 9 a.m. crew um, are effectively, um, you know, if you've you've got family and kids and stuff like that, the ability to get home and be able to put the kids to bed and stuff like that and help with the tea is uh, that that does benefit future tournament going for dads and and mums who want to play Warhammer and also have a relationship so i i I can see that on the 9 a.m side um also it benefits those morning people rob doesn't it the 9 a.m you know if you're that if you're that uh, 6 a.m early riser um you know sort of cup of coffee on the train commuting into your office at like 6 45 or whatever then you know the 9 a.m start is brilliant because you you want to get in before the coffee wears off or before that early morning advantage is lost um Mm. but then 10 a.m. is good for the people who like to have a drink and play at Warhammer tournaments or who are generally like to have a lion. So I think, although saying that, uh, Nathan at Brotherhood, I think that he could have had a 1 p.m. in the afternoon start time for round one and he would have still been in a similar state. Because <laughs> 90% alcohol at that point, I think. Um, yeah. But, no, I, uh, I also, there's workout, also a conversation about round times conversation about break times in between rounds do you just want an hour between each round like uh, you know like just put your feet up kick back relax and chill you know like um i think that's kind of the conversation at the moment right like lots of events lots of tos lots of new tos um like that's happened on tts and i think uh, there's some really healthy conversation about loads of that over the next year or so new edition new rules new everything like it's all kind of like a fresh start for us which means 
like if you're if you're creating some events locally or you're doing something locally it's a great opportunity for you guys to kind of like break the mold and and set the trend for something that might be the the only reason i ever asked the question was i was like i i always see something that's like well this is how we do it and i'm like well why what's your purpose and there wasn't really much justification the vote is currently like at 500 votes and it's split pretty much like 50 50 it's like 49 51 or something so the, the split's down which means that like while for everyone who's like 9 a.m like that's what we do there's a there's 50 percent of the people who are like well what about 10 a.m so like i'm you know and i'm not saying split the difference i'm saying we can we could attack a load of things like at round times being a bit longer was something you suggested right yeah i would say i would rather have three hours um which are then hard enforced um you know to, to to stop at that point um you know not dice down necessarily but um you know at, at that point you need to resolve the game as if it went five turns um i think three hour rounds they start doing that warhammer world in the heats i think at the end mm-hmm. i think three hours is, is is a nice amount of time that, that will account for a toilet break or a sorry a toilet trip or a nip to the bar or having a i think having a really good conversation about your lists at the start of the game for 10 minutes um that um that will benefit the game greatly rather than getting halfway through the game and then being like oh shit i didn't know your stuff could do that so i'm annoyed now because my army's dead do you know what i mean uh, 100% but yeah i think my my personal thing is i would go um i would probably if i was to put on a real life tournament next week i'm gonna start at 9 30 rob just so i can sit on the fence nailed it i thought you said you wanted to start at 7 a.m so i was a sassy bitch for three hours oh yeah that's true actually rob's commentary when he's not quite awake yet some of the shit from game one at the weekend was pure class (laughs) (laughs) so no we go we go 9 30 to 12 30 round one one hour break uh, 12 30 to 1 30 and then another three hour round till 3 30 half an hour break in the afternoon rob i don't think you need an hour in the afternoon you just got to keep that rolling um uh so then that would be game three finishing at um 7 p.m yeah someone suggested 15 minute break in the afternoon which i like i didn't hate like i was like you know crack on let's go um but yeah i think that, that i think there's uh JP, I've got my Lumineth Hero phase down to 45 minutes, so three hours is preferable. Yeah, because, you know, in, in a Lumineth game, only they get to play the game anyway, right? So it doesn't really matter how long it is, as long as they well, get through all this I shit. i got to really congratulate JP for doing so well at getting it so quick, if I'm honest. Uh, I wonder if he's... Is he, is he factoring in the procrastination phase, which happens before the Hero phase? Maybe he hasn't factored in his one-hour procrastination phase at that point. <laughs> i think you need 15 minutes to look at the enemies list in my opinion i agree with that absolutely i think also like some go on i mean what you got to say all i was going to say is i think uh, one thing i would state because i have been had my pants pulled down on a few games is uh if your opponent hasn't got a printed list uh i think that's a massive no-no i think going forward everyone should have a printed list to give their opponent at the start of the game and then you can have it in front of you you can do some little notes printed lists are the way D- I disagree with that fundamentally. Like, I think have a bit of pen and paper for yourself, but requiring me to own a printer is a... That's a bigger no-no. You literally are a printing specialist. You're a bit biased in this situation. You All right, okay. everything. Okay, yeah? Rob. Well, yeah? I'll send you a picture of it, but I ran out of toner on my printer before blackout a couple of years ago. Okay. So I hand wrote out six lists the night before. I'm cool with, with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But as long as it's not a printed list, 
Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, like just going like, okay, my army does this, and then like holding the phone in front of your opponent, and then giving them back to it. Like that's yeah, I've uh, I've forgotten about a once per game artifact. Three D print your lists from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a diorama that you like. Set up. <laughs> and it, I want people to wheel in whiteboards. That's what a Lumina player is gonna have to do. Wheel in a whiteboard. He's like, okay, this is how it works. I'm gonna do this spell, maybe. Yeah, write it on. That would be that would be super good. Uh, oh, personal uh, printers are fossils. Rob Kelly, we agree. Uh, Von, like... Von Smallhausen in the chat. That's a really interesting... Maybe we could do a little show on that, Rob. He's put, to help out new players, how to avoid gotcha moments. How about some key explain, explain points before each game? E.g., can you teleport? Can you summon? Can you oh, yeah, I'd love on? to do that. That's a great... How about we do a right show there? with like the top, the top 20 questions to ask your opponent before each game? Yeah, um, deal. Yeah. Deal. Yeah, that's... That's solid uh, because, yeah, it, it will create a much better game and everyone will have a good time if you do understand what your stuff can do, uh, your opponent's stuff can do. Um, we should uh, we should get these done. We should get this show done pretty quick because uh, uh, all the other people who watch us who rip off our ideas will be straight on that. So <laughs> we'll get that done sooner rather than later uh, is the point. Uh, really help with getting back in this year. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, that's that's absolutely uh, doable. So we'll do that in a moment. Um, yeah, okay. All right, well, let's head out today. Uh, it's been a really fun time. Um, next week, we're going to look at some stats and we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Owen, thank you for helping me uh, get through the internet issues and being a wonderful person. I hope you're well. Look forward to Hammer Time 8 this weekend. Yeah, me too, man. Um, so yeah, and uh, just a final call out. Uh, regardless of your level of the game, if you know your army reasonably well and you can give somebody a good game and get it wrapped up in three hours, then by all means come along um, because it's a great community, wonderful people. You'll learn some stuff, have some fun. Um, yeah, so please uh, get involved if you'd like to play some Warhammer on TTS. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in live. Sorry about the internet issues, not really sure what was going on there. Uh, so I appreciate all of you for putting up with us and it. Um, I hope you guys who listen to the podcast feel good and are happy. Uh, and thanks for everyone for a Patreon, of course, and everyone who watches live. Owen, we're going to raid someone as per who do you want us to raid? Um, what are you thinking? Uh, like, so a hobby, a Warhammer person, or do you want to get really weird? No, Warhammer person uh, with under fifty viewers, please. Okay, I've got uh, what looks to be a talk show between five dudes uh, called It's Wobbly Player Syndrome episode. Looks great. Yeah, let's go there. Let's go there. That was Red Belly. Let's go do that. We've got, we've got four people watching, so let's get involved in this. Oh, thanks to Steve F for donating 10 quid to the show. That's very much appreciated. Uh, I don't know what that's for, but uh, that's really, 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 really appreciated. Um, so uh, we'll go do this. Well, that's really nice of you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for subscribing or tuning in or any of that. You're all great people. Uh, We're going to go do that. Um, everyone look after yourselves. Have a nice day.